This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What is up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name's John, sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, what's up, man? Hey, John. Excited to be here, man. Yes. Excited to record another podcast. Man, I think we got a pretty interesting topic here today. For sure. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's getting that time of year. Very exciting time for a pro wrestler's life because we are heading into WrestleMania yeah. season. So that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's Christmas for us. So there you go. That's, you got WrestleMania, which also comes with WrestleMania weekend, which also comes with WrestleCon, which is basically all the other companies that are going to like run shows kind of under, oh, under yeah. the areas surrounding WrestleMania because there'll be so many wrestling fans in town from mm-hmm. all over the world. So there's going to be something for everybody to do. So it's an interesting time. But we're talking specifically about WrestleMania because we're going to talk about the WWE today. We're going to talk about WWE's current plan for a 2022 tryout. For So for this year, WWE's upcoming tryout, it's coming very soon. And you know they've announced it's going to be a three-day talent tryout exclusively for current and recently graduated college athletes. It's a part of WrestleMania weekend, and it's in Dallas, Texas. All right, now... If we have any currently, you know, college athletes or graduated college athletes and you're curious about the the process for applying for an application for this tryout, which is coming up very soon, but you can still do this. All you got to do is go to WWE's website, WWE.com, and click, uh, there's a recruitment button right at the top of the screen. You'll find all the information because they do require you to send in some videos, et cetera, and, and to answer some questionnaires about your social media and your college performance and all that good stuff. So um, do that. Go to their website and do that if you're interested in actually applying. But today, I want to talk about you know just WWE's plans. I mean, they're going to host, they've already said that it's going to be um, over 100 people, 50 male, 50 female plus, so it could be more. Um, with collegiate athletic backgrounds from football, basketball, volleyball, track and field, gymnastics, cheer, dance, etc. More and more and more. You know the drill. Just all college sports and high-level athletes. This tryout is even going to feature several NFL draft eligible college football players. So super, super interesting stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a big football guy at all. I really don't ever watch football, but I tell you what I do watch, and that's the NFL Combine. Yeah. So I am passionate about watching these elite-level athletes, some of which may very well be at this WWE tryout. I mean, when I can see a a, a almost 300-pound man run a, a you know, 100 meters in, in you know, like, Five seconds, like yeah. it's the craziest. Imagine that person running at you, like yeah. that—that's the most insane. It's like a truck running mm-hmm. at you right there. So that's what we're going to talk about today, guys. And before we get into that, I want to tell you that Strong Style, the first strength training program designed for professional wrestlers, is available right now from us. All you got to do is follow us on social media at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. And please, we've got multiple people right now going through Strong Style, telling us their results. I've seen so many great posts and yeah. videos and whatnot. I love seeing it. Guys, I would love to see you share that with the world, okay? I bet you there's somebody in your life that could benefit from a gym program d- designed for professional wrestlers. So guys, please share your progress, not just with us, but with the world. Give us a little love. Give us a little tag at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. You just put that in your descriptions. So people will know where you got it. I love to see it. Just help us out. So heck yeah, guys. So here we go. We're going to talk about this. We're going to dive right into it. So the truth hurts, and there's no better way to put that. I am not here 
you know, to say I told you so, all right? But I'm here to stress how important, you know, the past decade before this podcast, before we even started this company, for, for over 10 years now, I've been telling people, like, wrestlers need to train harder. Yeah. They need to get in better shape. And that became a huge focal point of Aaron and I's, you know, focus on this podcast is to let you guys know that. And the point has been proven correct by almost all of WWE's actions over the past few years. We've said it before right here, and it's apparent more than ever with this latest recruitment announcement, the last thing WWE is super, super interested in is more current professional wrestlers, all right? What they are looking for is world-class athletes with global appeal. And we're going to kind of break down what some of those words actually mean. So in today's episode, I want to go over the five things that WWE lists on their recruitment requirements that you'll see on that webpage if you want to go to it. Go to WWE.com, click on recruitment. You'll see these. We're going to break them down for you today. Um, and we're going to revisit. Aaron and I came up with a top five things that you need to do to make money as a pro wrestler. All right. That's one of our, I think it's our second episode, one of our most listened to episodes. Very proud of it. Still applies to today. And those two lists, WWE's lists and our lists right here on this podcast, they go hand in hand, but there are some differences because our list that Aaron and I came up with is designed to show you the skills that you need to make money in pro wrestling, all right? To be successful in pro wrestling, not necessarily to become a WWE wrestler, but to be a professional wrestler that makes money, okay? So that's what, that's what that list is for. We're going to kind of compare the two today. Because that could you could be making money in pro wrestling on the independent circuit in another organization that's not WWE, you know, from AEW to the potential rebirth of Ring of Honor that yeah. I think might be coming to um, Impact and and all the others in between. So and then abroad, you know, with New Japan and all those other different companies and whatnot. So the you know the recruitment requirement list of WWE is of course specifically for getting a job with them. So just keep that in mind as we break these down here. So. Um, we have a full episode of this topic in the past where Aaron and I talk solely about WWE's list for the entire podcast. Yeah. I encourage you to go back and re-listen to that because we go into way more details than this. But I want you to be real. Uh, if you're just going to listen to this one, I want you to know real quick what those things are so, so you can see how they apply to the tryout and to just our list of the things that you should be doing if you're just trying to make money. So. Yeah. One of the first, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, and this list came directly from their website. Oh, yeah. Just so, you know, just to yeah, clarify this that. is straight off of their webpage. Like, you can find this right now. All I've done is gone in there and tried to explain what some of these words mean to you a little bit better. Yeah. So, um, the first thing they list is world-class athleticism, right? So, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? And what it really means is you're not just the common gym guy, okay? Right. It's not you and your buddy, you know, like training and doing chest day, back day, or I think I'll do arms today, whatever. It's probably not what even your high school coach trains you to do, necessarily. There's some amazing you know, high school coaches out there, so please don't, don't get me on down on that. But I'm just saying, it's probably not what you were taught there. This is talking about an elite level of performance ability that comes from a dedicated training program, similar to the one that we have out there. So Strong Style's out there, remember that right now, available now. And the guidance of great coaches, okay? And there are some great, great world-class coaches out there that can help you perform to the ability that you need to perform to if you're trying to work with the WWE. So world-class athleticism does not come from just going into the gym without a plan and just doing what's, what's current because you know you got to work out. It's not that. It's training specifically and dedicated for your sport, all right? So the next thing WWE lists 
is size, strength, flexibility, and agility. They put that all together. All right. So size, we're not necessarily talking about height. Uh, that helps notoriously with WWE, of course, but you know, you can't really work on that. But mass, okay? Muscle mass, yes. strength. And remember, we're wanting world-class strength. I watched guys getting 25, 30 reps of 225 pounds at the NFL combine. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? That is impressive strength. And I'm talking about real, like, locked out elbows, touch the chest at the bottom, lock mm-hmm. them out at the top, full, full-blown range of motion, amazing, impressive strength. And flexibility that they list means you're not limited in your body's ability to move, okay? So you're not just stiff. You're not just the 10-man out there. You actually have not just, like, range of motion, but you have strength through that range of motion. And that comes with that world-class athleticism training that I've already told you you need to be doing. So um, agility, meaning you can pivot, you can turn, jump, stop, drop, you know, um, under control with explosive ability. Hey, does that sound like a pro wrestling match? It does to me. So we're talking about really world-class agility, not just I can jump on a box, but like I can turn, I can move, I can hit this rope, I can go this way. So keep that in mind, guys. Again, we're talking about training that doesn't just happen at your average gym if you're not being guided by an expert coach. Um, the next thing they list, yeah, yeah, no, you just need a you need a specific program, you know. Sure, you're getting a plug strong style. Absolutely, we have that going. It's well, that's what we have it out there for because yeah, of this list, deal. yeah. But I've said this before, and I posted it on our uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, our group page, and stuff. Like, strong is a cheat code. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're strong yeah. or you have a lot of strength, it is a cheat code for athleticism yes. and everything else. You can never go wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, but so anyway, I just wanted to plug that in there. I mean, because you have in here size, mm-hmm. strength, you know, as the as the first two yes. there, and muscle mass. Right. Being strong, because to me, whenever I watch any of the guys like take Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. like you know, he's super athletic, Absolutely. but he is strong. Um, one of the oh gosh, I can't remember his name. He just went to AEW. He's um, mm. oh, he's a big old. Um, Black dude. Uh, oh, Keith Lee? Keith Lee, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a big guy, yeah. but he is strong. Huge and massive. He, he powerful. throws those, guy, those lightweight guys so high yeah. up in the air. I mean, it is just amazing. And, uh, agility, like yeah. outrageous agility yeah. for a man his size. Like, yeah. absolutely. So, but what his cheat code is, I've. I, I mean, it is strong. It, yeah. It's it's being strong. So this one definitely for takes sure. A priority. Do not ever take that for granted, guys. Being strong is so, so important. You can never go wrong with strength. So training your strength. Is far more important than anything, and through strength comes the other things like agility and, and uh, explosive ability. Yes, definitely. For sure. Speed, all that. that. So on the other side of just you know training your body, they also want you to have personality and charisma. All right, you need to be charming and original. You need to tap into your life story, and you can go back and listen to our previous mm-hmm. episode to hear me tell you about how. They asked me when I went to my WWE tryout to not just cut a promo as my character, but to also cut one as my real self. Because sometimes you find out that you get so caught up in maybe a a gimmick or a personality that it turns out your real life story is actually more interesting. And it's hard for us to sometimes realize that our real life story is really interesting. I mean, for some people it's not, but for a lot of people it is. So keep that in mind. Um, WWE is pretty passionate about not just hearing gimmicks, but hearing from real people. So personality and charisma, your ability to interact with other people, and your ability to to describe yourself and your own mm-hmm. story and be original and charming. So never take that for granted either. So here's something else they list that that's you know could be hard to define for some people, but that's global appeal and diversity. All right, just think about how does a worldwide audience view you upon first impression? 
All right, so how do you look to a worldwide audience? How will your personality relate to someone that doesn't speak your language? Yeah. Like, think about that, guys. So that's very important with, with just the way that you, you speak, the way that you turn your eyes and your facial expressions and whatnot. It's also important for how you dress and how you carry yourself. Um, how is your global appeal? How will people around the world view you and care about you? And it's super important for you to be able to express that to somebody that can't necessarily speak your language. Because it's a worldwide company. Remember, we're still talking about WWE right now. Like that's what we're going through their list. This yeah. is a global organization. They are not limited to anywhere. So, all right. So that was global appeal and diversity. And now I want to talk about coachability and work ethic. One of the most important things you can have, especially if your goal is to become a strong athlete. So first, you have to be willing to put in hard work training-wise. Those hours that you spend training are investments, just like your savings in the bank. You know, your ability to train consistently is a strong example of your work ethic. So you must be coachable. I've found it, you know, crucial to my growth, you know, personally, to have mentors that can share new perspectives with me. Mm -hmm. So having those coaches that, you know, maybe not, maybe we don't necessarily agree on every viewpoint of the world, but I love sharing that information and hearing it and being able to, you know, incorporate it into my own training. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's super important for becoming an, a better person and a better athlete and, and uh, you know, uh, just for your coach's ability to be able to turn you on to all that stuff. So, you know, um, I've had multiple people reach out to me about their experience with Strong Style, saying it's the, the first time that they've ever trained in any way outside of like chest day, leg yeah. day, you know. Um, they're like, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm hitting multiple muscle groups in one day and I didn't know that that was okay, but I'm seeing and feeling the results. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, right? That's me and Aaron as coaches, you know, in, in a very simple way, a digital way, allowing you to like discover there are new ways, there are, they're not new, there are very tried and true right. classic ways to train that are not just it's time to do my chest today, chest and triceps, back and biceps. I get it, guys. I've been there with all that. And there's time and a place for that as well. And there's a sport for that. It's called bodybuilding. Like, I get that for sure. This is not, though. This is athletic performance. This is professional wrestling. And you have to train a different way. And that's why we designed Strong Style to be the way that it is. All right. So, again, while I'm mentioning it, Strong Style is available right now. All you got to do is type in at how to become a pro wrestler. And you can find us. Head on over to our website, howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. Check it out. Check out everything that we have to offer you there. Please ask us if you have any questions. We have a private Facebook group. You can join us there anytime. Post videos. Ask your opinions. Speak to me and Aaron personally anytime. That's what it's there for, guys. Yeah, John, I want to add one thing yeah. to this coachability. Please. So over, the, I've been doing this 17, almost 18 years yeah. now of you know strength coach, and I've sure. trained a handful of professional athletes. I mean, right. we're in Oklahoma, yeah, yeah, and smaller towns, so to get a professional athlete, it's not, rare. Yeah, yeah, it's not that common. Sure. But I've trained pro bull riders. Um, mm -hmm. And I've trained um, guys that are going out. You mentioned the combine earlier, but yeah. I was training guys that were getting ready to try out for baseball, right? Um, and then try out for the Oklahoma City Thunder here for the basketball team and yeah. stuff. And it it was funny to me. I just wanted to mention this because my bull riders—they were pro bull riders. They were making a living, mm -hmm. you know, doing this, and they worked hard. Like yeah. these guys came in and worked hard, and you could just feel the success that was coming to them yeah. because of their hard work. And yeah. they were so easy to coach. They do almost anything I said if yes. I said this is going to help you win. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> but I, I got we got a basketball guy in um, that had transferred over from Villanova, I mm -hmm. believe it was, uh, to the local town uh, in uh, to East Central. Anyway, yeah. But he was getting ready to try out for the Thunder and then a team um, over in Europe. 
And he came in and he was wanting to train, and his yeah. coachability was awful. <laughs> and yeah. at, right at the beginning, and I was like, it, it, I was like, he's not going to make it, right? Because he just would not listen uh, to anything that we were wanting. He was, I mean, he was like seven foot tall, super athletic, yeah. obviously. You know, he's coming in. His agent told him had he, all the tools. Yeah, like, he had, he had everything yeah. physically at least. And yeah. and I can tell you, I won't mention his name, but he didn't make it, right? And I and it was his coachability. Yeah. And there was a reason that he got went from Villanova to East to East Central, mm-hmm. and and then probably, I don't know where he is now, but right. didn't get signed there. It was his coachability, and yeah. we had the same thing with the baseball guy. He. This one was so frustrating, but he had the opportunity to go try out mm-hmm. for Major League Baseball, and it was so hard, one, just to get him to come in. He was mm-hmm. going off of just his talent. Right, He right, was very right, talented, right. but when he was in his sessions, just he wasn't coachable. He wasn't giving everything he had. And as a coach, if I'm bringing somebody on, just like the WDE yeah. is, I mean, you can smell it. Yeah. You can feel it when you know that this person's going to be there and they're trying with everything, even if they're not that talented. Yeah, yeah. But when they have that work ethic, that coachability just gets you so far um, with that. And I just wanted to just, no, just mention right. that as you go through. I mean, so even, I guess my point is if you're not an elite athlete, yeah. but you're getting coached and you are a coachable, right. it, it, they will take you over some of the guys that are more maybe athletic yes. sometimes because they know they're going to be able to do more with you. Sure. So. No, you're, you're completely right. You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, to kind of harp on that on the other side is that what they don't want is someone that's going to kind of divide the locker room, like somebody that's going to separate the yeah. team. And you're talking about team sports. And guess what? Pro wrestling is the same way, guys. Pro wrestling is not that much different than having a locker room full of a single football team, a single baseball team. You can't have some, even though we're opponents in the ring, yeah, but we're partners, really. Yeah. Like, that's really what's happening. It takes two to tango, three if you count the referees. So, like, you can't take that's another reason I think, strongly, strongly feel this way, that WWE is passionate about their current kind of, uh, like, they're targeting like college athletes. Yeah. Because they're taking high-level athletes that are performing, a lot of them, on teams already. Right. Like, they already know that this person can exist inside of a locker room with a group of other individuals and get along. So, uh, Or they have coaches that they can ask, like, mm-hmm. how did this person perform? You know, like, like not just on the field, but in the locker room. Or they, they get along with other people. Like, that's very important. So, bringing in a super talented person who's going to put a wedge in your locker room, it's, that's not anything any great coach wants to do. Yeah. So keep that in mind, guys. So that was WWE's list. And what I'm going to do now is take you back through Aaron and I's top five ways that you can make money in pro wrestling. So this right here, yes, I understand you're listening to this podcast and you're not a college athlete and you still want to become a pro wrestler you need new. You want you want to be able to make money doing pro wrestling, but you're not going to become a college athlete that's going to try out for WWE soon. So, okay, let's talk about some ways that you can guarantee yourself to make some money. That's by working on your skill set, and those skills are what I want to talk about right now. So, if you have these five characteristics completely under control, you can make a career out of pro wrestling. Uh, that's as blunt yeah. as I can put it. Okay, you, now lots of people have. One, two, three of them, and then really lack in the other two. You know, you know, and that's the different combinations of each one. Mm-hmm. You may have one to perfection and one at 90% and one at 50 and the other two at 10%. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to really work on these and, and 
don't leave any of them to chance, okay? So like, if you're really good at one, that's great, master it, use it, because it'll, it'll make you happy to practice it because you're good at it and you release all those great endorphins and make you happy, but don't ever neglect your weaknesses because then they just become that. And as soon as somebody um, asks you to demonstrate one of those weaknesses, you're completely exposed. Yeah. So be careful on that. Let's go through them. So first off, you know, world-class athleticism, let's talk about your roles in your gymnastics in pro wrestling. What is rolling? What is uh, the front roll, the back roll, the one-arm roll, the arm drag rolls, all these things jumping in and out over the ropes? Those are gymnastics. All of those things are athletic skills that pro wrestlers need to have. Mastery of your tumbling, of your body control, of your core strength, and being able to maintain consistency of technique every single time. That's why we have guys... If you've trained as a pro wrestler, you know, get in those lines and start in a corner and you do a front roll and then you, you do two front rolls in a row and you're supposed to land in the other corner, not tangled up in the ropes, not on one leg, not falling over off to the side. You're supposed to go in a perfectly straight line across the ring and land exactly right way. Consistency of technique every single time. And we always practice those movements because it's very important to have them. I'm, I'm super, like, here's one of my, like, personal training skills. I've probably mentioned it on here before, but it's been a while. I don't remember talking about it recently, at least. When I train pro wrestlers, a lot of times I have them run like crazy. And if they're not trained on the ropes yet, I have them run around the ring. And after they run around the ring and they get super tired and super fatigued, I have them get in the ring and start doing rolls. And when they're dizzy as crap, I have them run again. And I like to watch them run when they're exhausted and now dizzy and see if they can maintain that consistency of technique. Yeah. So that's one way we can do it. Because let me tell you right now, you get out there in the ring and you wrestle and something goes wrong and somebody throws a, a super kick and there's just a half inch of miscommunication and that sucker hits you right up beside the eyeball and it throws you for a loop, and you see those stars, and now you're dizzy, and you might have a minor concussion, and you still got to wrestle a match. That stuff's going to happen, all right? It happens, and you have to still, even under the fog of being kicked in the head, be able to maintain consistency of technique every mm -hmm. single time. So that's where that comes into play. So do you have your roles and your gymnastics down? Next, ring shape, your physical conditioning. Pro wrestling, pro wrestling requires you have show muscles and go muscles, the go muscles and the show muscles like we're trying to develop with our program, strong style. You need to look like an athlete and you need to move like an athlete. These are the things that Aaron and I put into this program that we have, this one right here specifically. This is where size, flexibility, and strength, like WWE mentions, comes into play. Your body is your tool and your weapon as a performer and you have to take care of it, constantly evolving your body. So. That's ring shape and physical conditioning. Next up is the wrestling itself, all right? Something that WWE is not diehard um, um, needing you to do. They are going to teach it to you, though. Let's yeah. keep that in mind. They're not saying they want non-wrestlers on Monday Night Raw. They're saying you come to them with the great ring shape and physical conditioning, and then they'll teach you how to do their style of wrestling. I get that. you know. And when I say wrestling here, it's a broad heading. So let's get into some detail here. Um, you do need to work, you know, on the in-ring performance. And what I mean by that, you know, is a true understanding and a true mastery of pro wrestling's fundamentals. You know, that's where, like, you could apply that to the coachability and work ethic, you know. That's where that kind of applies. So nowhere on WWE's list do they mention, you know, needing to be an established wrestler, but that doesn't mean that you should neglect all those great fundamentals, especially if you're just trying to make money in other places in pro wrestling. So what they are saying is they're going to teach you the wrestling themselves, you know, so you got to be coachable and eager to learn. But hey, if WWE is not your ultimate goal, I totally understand. So in that situation, 
you need to have the fundamentals on lock. You need to mm-hmm. absolutely be a master of those fundamentals of pro wrestling because that is the universal language that you're going to get to carry to other countries or other companies. or You could go anywhere in the world, wrestle somebody you've never met before, and as long as you have a perfection of the fundamentals, the base of the pyramid down there, you can wrestle them. All right, You can at least get through a match in front of a crowd. Keep that in mind. Never neglect those fundamentals. All right, here we go. Let's talk about... Character and personality. This one's pretty obvious. And even WWE, you know, they list that themselves. They are, you know, they're interested in personalities and uniqueness. You know, this sometimes means you got to look a little different. You got to dress a little different. Um, I tell guys when they go into a locker room to take inventory of their surroundings. Is everybody wearing red and black? Okay, so let's wear something else. Maybe. Maybe that'll work. Maybe, Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe going yellow head to toe is the right idea. Maybe not. So experimentation comes into play here. Don't be afraid to let your personality out. If you walk into, I've done this, walk into a locker room where there's like four bikers. I've done that. I've done like, like, and they're not even like a tag team or anything. It's just like everybody just wants to wear leather and, and carry a chain. Well, you know what? Maybe you do something different. All right. Maybe you do something funny. Maybe you do something serious on another side. Um, I'll never forget my early days of wrestling kind of harps back to what I was just saying. Like back in um, like around probably it was probably around 2010 or so I was going into a locker room that had a lot of guys wearing black, you know, and if they're not like actual biker gimmicks, which there are a few of those, it was like just guys wearing black singlets and whatnot. And one of the younger guys, he was probably like, so if I'm brand new, you know, that, that would be me like three years in, he was probably five years in. So he had a little bit of time on me. And, um, he had decided right then, he's like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to try something new, and, and we're going to see if it works. And he full-blown put on a pink polo shirt and a pair of plaid shorts and just decided to start pretending like he was some kind of, like, uh, um, you know, uh, country club member or something. Right. Like, that was his thing, like a caddy, like, a, like, like the son of a rich golfer or something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it was amazing. He, he did that for the next probably five years. Like, mm. I, I loved it. It was so cool to see. Like, him just taking, him being like this, this, this spot of, like, pastel pink in a locker room full of solid black yeah. was always so cool to me. And it really made me go, man, I need to stand out, too. Like, I need to do something different now as well. So, I love that. you got to experiment. And sometimes it's going to go wrong. Sometimes it's going to go right. And the only way you can figure that out is to do it. And that's what really comes into play with those, like, smaller shows. You can yeah. experiment stuff on I think with character, too, and mm-hmm. personality, everyone has specific traits yeah. that I think people may be drawn to. Yes. So, like, for me, like, I would, I mean, I have red hair, mm-hmm. so I always feel like I stand out a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. I always tell, you know, people, like, you know, if we go somewhere and you get lost, just look, I mean, it's easy to spot me. You'll find yep. me in a crowd. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you got a, you got the beard and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's these traits that kind of pop out, or if you don't have one, like, if everyone has the beard, like, what can you do? Can you be clean-shaven, yeah. maybe, or something? Absolutely. No, you're 100% right. Being, but, have a clean look, yeah. Yeah, but we all have these specific traits, and I think, you know, earlier you mentioned about WWE and then wanting to know about you, mm-hmm. and I think internally, if you can find those traits that maybe stand out, yep. you'll be able to, uh, you know, crank those up a little bit to make the audience and everyone, you know, want to see For it. sure. And accentuate the positives and hide the negatives, guys. Like, just, there, there are things that you do better than other things, and you should really emphasize those in look, in character, and personality. Um, but don't, again, don't neglect those negatives. You know, you, you, you hide them when you're in the ring, but right. you work on them hard when you're in practice. All right, I got one more for you, and this is a very important one. And if you're a pro wrestler, you know anything about pro wrestling, you already know how important this one is. And that's promos, guys. That's public speaking. 
And again, this is Aaron and I's list. This is our list for you to help yourself make money in pro wrestling. So this ties into, you know, if you want to tie it into WWE's list, it's kind of their search for personality as well. Um, global appeal and diversity, like through, through your speaking, that's going to happen. So you need to be able to connect with the crowd on a global scale. Like I, I get that if you're in WWE, but you need to be able to connect to your crowd no matter where you're at. Yeah. If you're local, if you're just working, you know, in your, in your local state or town or whatever, like I get that. Craft your personality and promos. Um, just like you craft a match, uh, craft a match, create your personality, create your promos, and I want you to put them all together just like you would an actual wrestling match. They should tell a story with a you know a meaning um, derived from a beginning, a middle, mm-hmm. and an end. That's how you do promos, guys. Hey, we've got a whole episode where I break down all that for you. Actually, yeah. we've got a whole episode on just promos where I talk to you about the structure and skeleton of an actual promo. But it's as simple as that. When you create a pro wrestling match. We've talked about this before as well. You should always start at the end, come up with a great ending, and then work backwards towards your beginning. Yeah. Do that same thing with a promo, okay? Find a great way to end it, work backwards towards your middle and towards your end, and keep in mind some of those important things we've talked to you about in the past, such as, like, will your point be given if, if somebody stops listening halfway through? Like, just keep all that stuff in mind and go back and find those episodes about promos if you want more information on your promos. So that's the list, guys. That's two lists. That's WWE's list and our list. Both are ways to make a living in professional wrestling. I want you guys, if your dream is to become a WWE superstar, I want you to follow that dream, okay? And I'm, they're not saying yeah. that they're only hiring college athletes. That's not. That's just, we're just talking about this current upcoming WrestleMania week um, tryout. That's what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode. Um, but if your dream is to become a WWE you know, wrestler, you can still do that even without being a college athlete. Like, that's okay. So, you know, you love pro wrestling, we love pro wrestling, and making a career out of it is a very difficult thing, but not impossible. Mm-hmm. And if they're your, if, you know, if the biggest company in the world, WWE, is your ultimate goal, you should be focusing on becoming a great athlete and a unique individual, all right, regardless of whether you're in college or not. Yeah. You should be focusing on those things. Become a phenomenal athlete and craft a unique personality, all right? You know, focus your attention on sports, um, if college is a possibility for you, I recommend pursuing it. Sure, absolutely. Like if that's something, if you're young and, and you're on the fence about that, maybe you're in high school listening to this right now, that is something you should think about. If you've got a great you know, sports background right now and you think you can get into college right now and your ultimate goal is to become a WWE superstar, heading into college as a, as a, in baseball is a track to that. I mean, yeah. it is. Like You don't have to really think about it as one or the other now. If you're a phenomenal athlete and you can make a living doing baseball, um, WWE is going to still be interested in you. And if that's your ultimate goal, you're going to have an end to them right there. So, you know, there is also life outside of WWE, though, guys. Yeah. You can make a living on the indie scene. You can make a living with AEW. You can make a living with Impact Pro Wrestling. You can make a living with GCW. Like, there are other companies out there. You can do this, okay? You just got to do the work, and you got to work hard. All right? Awesome. Well, I had fun talking about this stuff today, Aaron. Um, we're going to revisit it all the time, and we should because it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Please check out Strong Style for us. We are at How to Become a Pro Wrestler on all social media platforms. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a subscription. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is the podcast where we try to teach you the skills that you need to know to go from your living room to the main event. That's right. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.